that class. Amen. The book of Romans chapter number 12. We're going to read two verses of scripture. Here it is up on the screen. Verse number four and five. The Bible says, for as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one members one of another. Now let's read this one more time starting at verse number four. For as we have many members in someone say one one body and all members have not the same office so we being many are everybody say one 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 body in Christ and every one member one of another we see the emphasis here obviously on the word one so I just want to preach today on that simple subject and that is one Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the sweet spirit that we feel. I thank you, Lord, for just giving us a mindset to be in your house. Lord, these are your people. This is your church. These are your sheep, and I am your vessel. Now help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. God, I pray that we will leave out of here uplifted. We will leave here strengthened encouraged in the Holy Ghost. We give you glory now in Jesus' name that we pray. If you're ready to receive God's word, clap your hands unto the Lord. Let's magnify him for a moment. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You know, back in 2020, the Lord dropped a theme into my heart and Brother Mike Mendez had the same theme in his spirit. And that theme was just simply one. Now we named that theme or titled that theme, the power of one. We did that back in 2020 and little did we know how much we needed that theme in our life. Because of all the things that were taking place in 2020, it wasn't just COVID, it wasn't just a shutdown, but you have to understand and go back and remember racial tension was at an all-time high. And I can use the word all-time high speaking of my generation. I can't speak for further generations going back before me, but since I've been around, I haven't seen racial tension at a high like that. It's very challenging for churches that were even diverse to come together. It was very challenging uh, for blacks to show up where whites were and whites to show up where blacks were and Hispanics and different cultures to even come together because racial tension was so high and they were always talking about defrauding the police. Excuse me, uh, not defrauding, but defunding the police. And uh, I'm sure somebody make fun of me on that one. Uh, but it, all these things were, were going on at that particular time. And it was causing such racial tension. And we needed as a body of believers to be one. It is important that I now come to understand that the power of one should not just be a theme, but it should be in the fabric of Star City Church. It cannot be something that we say this is what we're going to do. And we had banners. I remember, you remember we had banners out here uh, that talked about that, how we love God and love people. We can't just have banners and signs and posters about it. It has to be in the fabric of Star City Church. We, we must be a people that are united 
as one, where we believe in one another, where we trust in one another, and we look to the one God that we serve. I truly believe that, that it must be in our fabric, because I believe that when we are one, nothing can hinder us. I believe that when we are one, nothing can stop us. If you pay attention very closely to the way that I preach, I, I typically have a preaching style. I like to take you on a journey, if you will, and I take you on that journey until I feel your faith has grabbed hold to what I'm trying to say. And the reason why I do that is because the Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now the word substance in the Greek is hypostasis. The word hypostasis means subfloor or it's your foundation. So faith must be the subfloor or the foundation of the things hoped for. So I don't have it yet, but I'm standing on the word of God, knowing that God is going to bring it to pass. And so if I have the round foundation, now I can have evidence of things I don't even see. So if I'm standing on the right ground, now my faith can see things, even though it's not really there. So therefore, I can be surrounded by people that don't see what I see because they're not standing on the hypostasis. But if they're standing on the hypostasis, the substance, the subfloor of faith, knowing that God is able to do anything. See, I see things that you don't even see. See, that's why oftentimes I can be praised in when your neighbor can sit there and have their arms folded. Why? Because they don't have the subfloor that I'm standing upon. That means things can be going, going crazy around me, but I can still clap my hands. Things can be going crazy around me, but I can still raise my hands things can be going crazy around me but I can still lift my voice why because I'm on the hypostasis I'm on the foundation of Jesus Christ and if you on that sore foundation somebody clap your hands and lift your voice unto the Lord hallelujah so I, I, I take you on a journey and I take you on this journey hoping that your faith will grab hold to it. And then once I feel that faith has grabbed hold to it and then I will push you. I will drive home my point. I will drive home my point until your faith begins to respond because it is important that our faith then responds. Why? Because faith without works is dead what good is it to have a sure foundation what good is it to have a hope in jesus christ and a hope in the things that he's going to do for you but you don't do anything to pursue it it is important my friend that if you're going to have faith you must show your faith by your works and so therefore if i've got faith to know that jesus is able to bring me out then i'm going to show him that i know that he is able and the way to show the lord is that i'm going to continue Continue to lift my voice and to praise him for the things that he has not done but for what I believe he's going to do now let me help you understand that see I worship the Lord based on just because of who he is I just give him glory if he doesn't do anything for me he's still worthy of my worship because he has done things for us he woke you up this morning he's given you strength in your body he's provided for you we ought to thank the Lord for life health strength food clothing shelter you know the simple things that oftentimes we Americans can take for granted 
I, I, I just worship him and I thank him because he's just a great God and he's worthy of my worship. But then I praise him for the things that I believe he's going to do. That's how my works shows my faith. I praise him not because I've come out, but I'm praising him believing he's going to bring me out. So therefore, I walk around my house saying it's not going to be like this always. But I know my God is going to take care of me I walk around my house saying it's not gonna be like this always but God's gonna rearrange my life God's gonna fix my marriage God's gonna get a hold of my children hallelujah and that's why I praise him does anybody got a praise in the house not because you've been brought out but because you believe that God is going to bring you out Oh, come on, let's take 10 seconds, clap your hands, and lift your voice. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Please be seated. And, and typically, if you follow my preaching, that's how I preach. I take you on that journey, and then we go somewhere, and then I drive that home. Well, today, uh, we're going to speed up past that journey, and I'm going to just get to my point, and we just go drive it home. Because when it comes to just being one, I shouldn't have to take you on a journey just to get there. When it comes to being unified, I shouldn't have to take you on this biblical journey just to get you to understand we need to be unified. When it comes to being one and unified, I shouldn't have to take you to the Old Testament and the New Testament just to prove that the Lord wants us to be one. So we go talk about being unified here today and I'm just going to drive this point home because we must be one with our vision. We must be one in our faith. We must be one with our love one to another because I believe when we are unified, when we are one, there is nothing that's going to stop Star City Church. I said when we are one and when we are unified, there is nothing that can stop Star City Church. You may not get excited about, but this is the church where I belong. And if you belong here at Star City Church, that means nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop you and I. Amen. I believe in order for us to possess what belongs to us, I stand by this quote. It's actually in my office. You cannot possess what you are unwilling to pursue. And we must pursue unity. Look at what Paul says in the Philippian church. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 27. It says, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or else be absent i may hear of your affairs listen what he says here philippians 1 27 it says that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel then he goes on in philippians chapter 2 starting at verse number one he says if there be therefore any consolation in christ if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any bowels, meaning sympathy, so if any sympathy and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of 
one accord of one mind let nothing be done through strife or vainglory hold on now but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves you mean to tell me I've got to be able to look at other people and acknowledge them more than I acknowledge myself I hear a whole lot of amens, but this is hard. This is not easy. That means, Brother Morrison, you should have looked at me today and said, Brother, that is a nice suit. You look good. I'll, I'll wait. Oh, thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And, Brother, you look nice as well. Oh, this, this is not easy. How, how often do we look to encourage somebody else? Or, or how often are we waiting on someone else to encourage us? Woo. I told you, I'm going to drive this point home. Amen. I, I was, um, I, was I, I forget where I was, but I was surrounded by, uh, I was here at the church somewhere, but it was a few ladies around, okay? And... There was one lady that does not attend this church, all right? The other two did. And, uh, and none of them are here right now, so don't, don't even worry about who, who's, he going to, who's he talking about. That's why I can freely tell this story. Well, the one that did not attend church, I complimented her dress. Why would you do that, Pastor? Because she doesn't attend this church. And I'm going to let her know not only does she look nice, but someone cares about how she looks. Maybe she didn't receive a compliment that day. Mm -hmm. I said, man, that's, that is a very nice dress. And the two looked at me, waiting on me to compliment them. <laughs> so I didn't correct them. But if they listen to this message, I'm correcting them now. I didn't correct them. I said, you look nice too, okay? You look nice as well. When it should have been, they should have chimed in. And agree with what I said. We have to stop looking for pats on our own back and look to see who we can pat on the back. Look to see who we can lift up. Look to see who we can esteem. Amen? Amen. We, we must do that. Can I, can I help you, husbands and wives? We must do that. When that wife comes out of that closet with the first dress she tried on, say that one is the best one, baby. Because if you don't, she's going to change 15 times. And just go back to the first one she had on. <laughs> Let's keep reading the Bible. Verse number four says, same book, Philippians chapter two, let not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Whew. That means I have to consider others just as much as I consider my own self. See, our adversary, the devil, he hates kingdom unity. 
I'm going to say that again. He hates kingdom unity because he knows the power behind kingdom unity. Jesus even spoke of it in the book of Matthew chapter number 12, starting at verse number 25. He said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house, every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he's divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? That's why he doesn't want us to be one. He doesn't want your home to be one. He doesn't want this church to be one. He doesn't want us to be unified because he knows if he can get us divided, we cannot stand. You want to know why so many different denominations, so many different churches, so many different. This is one main reason right here. There it is right there. To get believers divided against ourselves. And that way we just argue over everything. Can't even come together just to help out our community. And that's that's ridiculous. Now, if we want to differ on certain things, whether it be doctrinal things or whatever, that's one thing. But if we can't help out our neighbors just to help out people in our community, that's just ridiculous. How you want to baptize somebody has nothing to do with helping out single parents. How you want to baptize somebody has nothing to do with helping out the poor, helping out people in our community. Oh, I thought I was, I, I think I'm preaching to the wrong church. It ain't got nothing to do with that. We can still help people. But a divided kingdom, it can't stand. A divided home, it cannot stand. So that's why it's important for you and I to be unified, to have kingdom unity. Even in the beginning, I was, uh, my wife and I had an opportunity to speak to many uh, of our young married couples, and we had such a, a great time. And, and, um, and we mentioned in the book of Genesis, it talked about creation. And if you look at the book of Genesis and creation, there was no division until unity happened. Let me explain that. If you read Genesis 1 and 2, it talks about the creation universe of the earth. And you see where God created the earth and he created the heavens and he created the stars, the moon, the sun. And uh, he, he, he created all the grass, the trees and all the animals, everything, even created man. But then you get to a point to where now God has removed a rib from Adam. And now he has created this woman. And Adam says, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Now shall a man leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and they shall be, the Bible says, one flesh. Go to your Bible. Go to your, go to your Bible and find out what the very next verse is. The very next verse, after it mentions one flesh, there's no verse number 25. There's only a chapter 3, verse number 1. The Bible says, now the serpent he didn't show up until unity happened. He didn't even show up until unity came up. He had no problem with the birds. He had no problem with, with, with grass and with trees. He, he had no problem at all. He didn't even have a problem when, when God created Adam. He's just sitting back watching. But as soon as he created that woman, and as soon as they became one flesh, the devil said, uh-uh, I got to break that up. 
Because if one could put a thousand, two could put 10,000. And so the enemy recognized that now when people become unified, he know that his kingdom has no chance. I'm telling you, church, when we become one, when we become unified, nothing can stop us. It wasn't until one flesh took place devil says up oh, I gotta break that up that's why I tell people you know those folks that date dating and marriage is two totally different things when you're just dating and when you're just you know living together that's not a kingdom unity you will have fights that's just natural you're just two human beings trying to live live, live, live with one another but when you get married now it becomes a holy matrimony it is amazing that when people, even though they live together, once they get married, all of a sudden, you are fighting things that you never fought before. You, you're like, what in the, where did this come from? I, I didn't see this when we were dating. No, it's because the enemy is now trying to attack that kingdom unity. I, I've come to preach to some married folks in here. Every person in here that's married, you got to fight for your marriage. Know that everything that you're fighting against is not natural, but a lot of it is spiritual. Because the enemy wants to break that apart. He wants to break it apart because it's a kingdom unity. But you got to fight. You got to fight. You got to fight. But you don't you don't fight with fists. You don't fight. You don't fight even with your mouth to that spouse sometimes. Amen. Uh, I, I, I'm just talk here for a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, because no matter how frustrated I get with Sister Robinson, and it only happens about twice a year. Amen. Uh-huh. And she gets mad at me maybe once, you know, uh, every five years, you know. So no matter how much we fight, I don't put my hands on this woman. I don't do that. No, no. And she doesn't put her hands on me. Oh, I got less claps on that one, but. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. What they say, there'll be some furniture moving. Anybody heard that? You know? Oh, there'll be some furniture moving. But I, I'm just moving furniture. <laughs> that I'm going to have to put back, you know, when I'm done for my attitude. Amen. But I, yeah, exactly where she told me to put it back. Now put the, now put the couch back. You done? Are you done? Put it back. I'm done. Let's go get some ice cream. Praise God. <laughs> I need to preach more often, don't I? I'm having too much fun. No, 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 no. We, we've got to be one. Because there's an enemy out there that wants to tear us apart. Because if he can tear us apart, now it's affected my children. I, I can keep on preaching this for a while, but church, I, I'm just telling you, we've got to have one vision. We've got to have one mind. You've got to have one focus. The Bible says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There is an emphasis on one. There's one God who's father of all, above all, through all, and in you all. I'm telling you, there's just one, and we must be one as he is one. That's what Jesus was trying to get people to understand. I am my father. I'm in my father. My father is in me. We are one, so therefore, my church must be one. 
somebody turns to your neighbor and say we're on the same team we're on the same team we gotta stop fighting one another and fight the enemy that's trying to tear us apart because when we become one when we become one nothing can stop us hallelujah unified one Give me five more minutes. Seven. That means the things, you looked at your watch, sister? It was, it was, a, it was a joke. You know, it was a preacher. That's preachers say that all the time. And they'll take as much time. Let me preach over here. So, Listen. Listen now, Brother and Sister Morrison. That means we are so unified, we are so one, that the things that bother you should now be a concern of mine. Can, can I talk to you, church? The things that bother you, now it should be a concern. And I'm just not talking as the preacher that should go for everyone in here. You're saying, well, you're the pastor. You're supposed to carry those things. No, 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 my friend. All of us need to share if, 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 if something is bothering you all, then I should not lay my head down to sleep until I cry out to the Lord for my brother and sister. That's how much we should be one. No matter who you are. Because there's always going to come a time when we're going to need your prayers. We're going to need your help. We're going to need your support. But that's how much we should be one where your care, your concern becomes a part of my care and concern. That's right. And when we become so unified, can I talk to some parents, some adults in here, some grown-ups in here? Because when we become so unified, you guess what? It flows downhill. Uh, you, you might want to give me four more minutes, okay? I, I, I'm telling you, we become so unified, us, it flows downhill. It will help our children become more unified. Hope I can talk about that right there. Because then, because my wife and I, we don't take your problem home and say, those Morrisons, they just need to act right. If they live right, they wouldn't be in the trouble they're in. Uh-huh. That's what the disciples did with Jesus. When they passed the blind man, they said, Jesus, who sinned? Did he mess up? Did his mom and dad mess up? Who sinned? Why is he born blind? Jesus said, nobody sinned here. Nobody made a mistake here. But some things are just for the glory of God. And sometimes we're just going to go through things just so God can get the glory out of it. So don't look at your situation as God just trying to beat you up and tear you down. Sometimes you got to know that God is taking you through something so that when you come out of it, you can look back and say, look what Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. I said, look what the, does anybody have that testimony? Look what the Lord has done. He's brought you from a mighty long way. If you got that testimony, clap your hands unto the Lord amen amen brother bear if you would please stand brother Bryant Caton brother Wright brother Morrison Look, help me, folks. I'm looking for our, our ministry team. 
Is that, is that, oh, Brother Reed, thank you. <laughs> brother Reed's like, don't forget about me, brother. I only sit by you every single Sunday. That's, that's all I... <laughs> Yeah, that's everyone, except for Mike Mendez. He's the only one that's not in here. Now, now listen. These are the people who I trust in. So look around, church. These are the people who I trust in. What do you mean by that? That means if you need help, support, counseling, biblical answers, you can go to these men. I, I, I trust them. I trust them. Now, here's why I trust them, though. Because we're one. Let me explain that. That means if you go to Brother Brian and ask him a question, him and I may have a different opinion on the question that you just asked. But because we are one, he's going to give the answer not based on his opinion but based on what Pastor Robinson thinks about the situation. Oh, I didn't get a lot of amens on that, but you, you hear me? That's how much we have to be one. And I have to trust them enough and not hang over their shoulder to know that if anybody goes to them, they're going to answer it appropriately. And if they can't answer it appropriately, then they come to me. But there are times, am I right, men of God? Where people will come to you and say, well, what about this? Well, well, what about that? There's been times when they've been approached, and it's okay. I want you to ask questions. I want you to go to them. Well, I heard Pastor Robinson preach this. Well, what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. And because we are one, they're going to say, I support Pastor Robinson. And I believe in what he just preached. And what he said. Now, if it contradicts the word of God, you no longer one with me. Because you follow me as I follow Christ. But if I go against God's word, uh-uh, we can break this apart right now. Break this band up right now. But if I stay in this word and I stick with the word of God and I have this word be my foundation, then we can all be one. Matter of fact, this church can say, Pastor Robinson, we are behind you 100% because you preach the word. You stick to the word. You, you exhort the word of God. And anybody that's going to stick to the word of God, I'm going to be one with them. Amen. So I appreciate these men and I thank the Lord for them because that's how much we should be one. They know I have their back. They have my back and I support them 100%. You can be seated. The Bible lets us know as our singers come, musicians come, that being one is so important that the Bible speaks of in the book of Genesis that the Lord says that they were so one that nothing should be restrained from them. Here were a group of people building the Tower of Babel.
Now, this tower was not supposed to be built. God told them to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. They were to replenish the earth. So this tower was not supposed to be built because it was built so that they can stay together. Now, if you understand your history and you read through Genesis, you will know that a man by the name of Nimrod was the architect, the ideology behind the Tower of Babel. The name Nimrod means rebellion. So the Tower of Babel was built on rebellion. Rebellion against what God had instructed them to do. But even though it was being done in rebellion, God said, it's going to happen. <laughs> because they were one. Wrong intention. Wrong ideas. Wrong motives. We see that in our country today. But we see things get passed. We see things go through. We see things become. Why? Because the people are one. I'm telling you, church, the world has this concept. The world knows if they want to get something done, they're going to come together. They're going to lay their differences to the side, all for one cause. And they will do everything in their power to make sure a law gets changed, something gets done, their voice is heard. Church, how much more powerful should the people of God be? If the world can come together, if the people in Genesis can come together with the wrong intent, wrong motive, and nothing shall be restrained from them. The Bible says, which they have imagined to do. I wonder what we, you and I, can imagine to accomplish. I wonder what we can imagine to do. And I wonder what the Lord will bless us with. Not cause division. God had to create division because they were going to accomplish it. But I believe when we have the right heart, when we have the right motives, God will bring things to pass. Why? Because we have the same vision. We have the same faith. And we share the same love one to another. Why? Because we are one.